Slice Audio. I got the entire Prof Pookie Baby album in my head because that's what I've been listening to nonstop. I'm sure I'm sure everybody who lives with me or has an office next to me is ready for me to change the one album I've been listening to on repeat for a week. Oh, you know what? That makes me think. Um, oh, by the way, welcome to the show, July 16th, 2020. MurdochJones.com. It's the book of Murdoch. Um, a listener of the show who's also a good dude, his name is Casey. We were chatting about music back and forth, and we came up with a good idea. I'm going to start a Spotify playlist, and then the songs I'm talking about on the show, if you want to actually hear them, then you can just go over and subscribe. Cool? All right. Uh, MurdochJunes.com. If you are wanting to get a hold of the show, I'm I'm starting to collect your guys' voicemails. Um, So go to MurdochJunes.com. Or you can call or send a text immediately as you're listening to this right now. They all get recorded, 605-340-0811. Leave your notes. I gotta, we got to read some, actually, because I have some retractions. I should pull those up, huh? Bum, 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 bum. Book of Murdoch at com. <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake. Okay, logging in. Logging in. I hope you all are having a fantastic week. I've decided I want to start throwing out some niceties to you all because everybody's fucking crabby on social media, but not in real life. So listen to more podcasts and spend less time on social media. Um, okay, where do you want to start today? You know what? We, we made South Dakota... This is, I have a theory. South Dakota only ever makes the national news for something really good or really bad. There's never any in-between. And South Dakota recently made the news. Uh, I got to find the story here. We're just going to start off with some news. <laughs> okay. So... I was scrolling through the social media like I'm like I'm trying to do less of, but you know we're all we're all addicts, and so we're getting through it. And there was a story on uh, Coda local television news station here called KOTA, and they had this story that they posted: South Dakotans spent 468 hours drunk during the lockdown, according to a new study by the American Addiction Center. South Dakota was the number one state of hours drunk during the quarantine, and we won by 24 hours. We beat out New Mexico by an entire day. We're number one. Surprisingly, Wyoming placed 39th, only spending 121 hours drunk during the lockdown. I thought Wyoming, um, Wyoming. I thought you were better than that. I thought you had it. I thought you had more hours in you. Four hundred and sixty-eight. How many days is that? Let's find out here. That is nineteen and one half days drunk or intoxicated. Doesn't say on one. Actually, no. I think it all. Yeah, it's all booze. I think we would all be shocked to learn the number of people who were high on marijuana cigarettes during this. Also, I don't think that's going to kill anybody. I think that would probably mellow everybody out and everything would be just fine. Anyways, we're number one. Oh, God. You know what made me think of this story? I got really sucked in on the social media comments of the, like, so this is a like a fairly innocuous story. It's just it's goofy trivia. Who even knows if it's true? It's not. I'm sure it's actual science, but it's not like this isn't the CDC or the WHO or whatever, right? And so this this is just typical. This is why this is why you need to spend 
less time arguing with people on social media for the following. Like, so like this is, these were the comments about this story on social media and like three posts in someone said, I even wrote this down three posts in somebody commented, well, they didn't survey me, which is like, let's go through. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go. I made a list of all of the different comments of morons on this thread who exact. These are the people I'm talking about. Okay. The first comment, they didn't survey me who like, not everything is for you. Just like, you, I didn't get a Nielsen survey data last year. I didn't, I didn't win the lottery. I like, just because they didn't survey you specifically doesn't mean you can immediately discount the study. Fuck people. Come on, man. Okay. So there was the first comment who, the people who made it all about themselves. Then there was strangely a bunch of legalized weeds posts, like, which has nothing to do with any of it. But, like, people immediately turned it into a shameful thing, right? <laughs> like, legalize, they sh- this means they should legalize weed. No, it's nothing to do with, that has nothing to do with anything. Just calm down on it. Stop making this about your pothead movement. I mean, I'm with you, but, like, you know, you're the, people who are so pro-legalized weed are the reason legalized weed isn't legal. It's, that's, it's your fault. Give it a rest. Think about your image for a second. Also, I truly appreciated the, um, <laughs> this type of people too. There's so okay. So far, there was here's the types of comments. They didn't survey me. Made it about themselves. Legalize weed. The pothead argument. The if you're not first, you're last people, which I greatly appreciate. I'm one of those people. I guess if I have to pick one. And then there's two people who are all the fucking worst. There's this person. There's no way I believe this data. Having never even clicked the story, I'm not going to believe the science because I don't believe the science. And that's that's bleeding into a lot of shit right now. The there's no way I'm going to believe the data because there's no way the data is right because I have decided so in my head on a gut reaction. That could bring down the republic, people. Like that's dangerous. But it's not as annoying as the following commenter. The sober person who can no longer handle their shit, and so therefore they're going to spend time judging those of us who spent some of the quarantine having a few Chardonnays or two, what of it, because it just made life a little easier. I didn't take it down West Main careening into kids. You know, keep your judgments at home a little bit maybe. Like not every, you know what I mean? Like that's the thing that's, you 12-steppers, man. Not all of you. Some of you are actually really cool. So I'm not, this isn't, I'm not, again, everything isn't binary. We learned that last episode. I'm not, so I'm generalizing some of you because this is what everyone thinks of all of you. Not everyone needs the 12 step program, man. Like, quit, keep your judgments at home a little bit. It certainly keep them off a of social media content. Like, come on, man. I had a few Chardonnays, what of it? Um, anyway, (laughs) I like how everything I talk about eventually turns into what's wrong with the social media comments about that. That's coming in with some regularity on the old Book of Murdoch uh, text as well. Um, noted. That's fair. Uh, okay. Want to crack the mailbag? Some people are starting, this has been really fun. Some people are starting to listen to like previous old episodes. And they're starting to comment on them, but we're like, this is maybe episode 12. You should tell me what episode you're talking about when you're sending in these texts if you're listening to old shows. Like, I'll still bring up old topics, no problem. Anyways, Corey and Firefly should be on the South Dakota bands list. Sean is uh, texting in. Also, he was weighing in on, remember a few episodes back, we were talking about who has the best gizzards. And I'm telling you, the best gizzards in the land are at a gas station in Kadoka, South Dakota. I don't even re- I think it's the Conoco, but I'm not sure. It's it's the one that has the has the pizza. It might be hot stuff pizza, I'm not sure. There's your directions. Sean also texting in weighing in the Silver Dollar Bar in Chamberlain having great gizzards. I cannot say I've had them, so I'm not going to say that the Silver Dollar gizzards are worse than the Kadoka gizzards, but 
I would say if anyone has an opinion on both, I would appreciate your weighing in on MurdochJones.com. I'm just saying, I doubt they're better than the ones in Kadoka. I don't know what they do. Like, there's something, there's heroin in them, I think, as how good they are. Um, also I'm getting made fun of a little bit from a few, few episodes ago, um, about, okay. So there was, there's this new software that can video camera your sign language and, and then it will get translated into text form. And immediately, this is where my head went as a quick recap of a few episodes ago. Deaf people would really like that because then that they can use that so they can like they can sext sign because pornography always advances the technology. That's a true story. And he was making fun of me because deaf people can sext now in just regular English or whatever language they speak. I didn't. I that's fair. I I admit I wasn't thinking about that. But this is my point. As if I can if I can volley one back to you. Of course, they can sext now in normal texting and emailing. Sure. But but now that they have the technology and ability to do it in sign, having no idea what it is like to both speak in sign or be deaf, thank God, I feel like as a deaf person, I would genuinely enjoy sexting through sign more than I would just like texting it. Because you, know, you can get into it a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I could be, I mean, fair argument that they already could. I, I hear that. But at the same time, I still think I'm right. Um, You guys want to talk about, have you, have you all, for, oh my goddamn phone. First off, I've had, I have been, I am about to get my third phone in like three weeks because I've been breaking phones. And, like, I'm hard on phones, but that seems like an unreasonable amount of phones to be going through. I don't ever point to any of that. I've just, anecdotally, if you want to be following along with my life, I've been down a few cell phones. <laughs> uh, the second one, was, in my defense, the second one was not my fault. I got shipped the, the one that had a crack in it already that I did not see. But I'm sure the person, like, who is getting that email is reading it and being like, sure, buddy. I'm sure you didn't drop it because everything I see is dropped cell phones. And I get that. I understand that. I understand why they're being a little difficult this time around. I would not believe me either. If I did not know me and I just saw that in an email. Apparently, I'm just bringing my customer service battle with Verizon out to you. I will say this. It's been very pleasant so far. Everyone wants to bitch about their cell phone provider, but, you know, eventually down the end of the chain, that dude's just trying his best as well. Just be patient. Oh, anyways, where did this start? Okay. the Have you guys... <laughs> have you been following this? So there's this conspiracy theory. I, I have to Google. I'm just... I'm, let's just talk about this. So there's a, a conspiracy... Th- I guess I'm going to call it a conspiracy theory... Because I always feel, I feel like this is already since the time I initially saw it a couple of days ago and to the time I'm recording this, I feel like this has largely been debunked. But not by everybody. So like there's this conspiracy theory that was floating around online that the online retailer Wayfair and Amazon were trafficking children through the listings of their products with inflated prices. And social media, like, went berserk about it because some dipshit couple in Arizona fueled fueled it on Instagram. And, like, now the, the dumb part of the internet that, like, follows QAnon and, and those type of, you know, you know who I'm talking. You, like, as soon as I say, like, the QAnon and the conspiracy folks, you exactly know who the types of people I'm thinking about. <laughs> so, like, we know just so we have the picture of the person in your head. Anyways, it's not true. Like, it's just it's not true. 
It's not like just because some dipshit couple on Instagram said so, it's not true. Here's like, it's not even, okay. This is so, like I'm trying to do this where I'm not going to get infuriated. But like, here's how some of this is happening. And like a reminder that you don't know shit, okay? So like in the URL, like the amazon.com slash product, and then there's a million numbers and a million letters, like people were taking those URLs and they were image searching Google image, but like just a random string of numbers and letters usually brings up at eventually a bunch of pornographic stuff. I have no idea if it was child pornography or not, because once again, Amazon and Wayfair are not trafficking in children's sex. They're just not. I mean, that isn't me denying that trafficking isn't a problem. So backspace on your fucking emails for actually, you know what? Just don't send away. I don't give a shit. We'll talk about it. I'll bring you on the show. If you actually think that Amazon and Wayfair are trafficking children, um, you're more than welcome to sit across from me at a table and sound like a moron. I, I love you, I'm sure, but like, c- get, come on. Anyways, here's how part of why it's happening. In that URL, in the million string long URL, it will be like slash child slash whatever. And dumb people are screenshotting that and saying, see, it says child in the URL. It's proof. I'll give you a real example of somebody who did this, by the way. Laura Hubble, who a few years ago ran for governor and got like 18% of the primary vote underneath the Republican or constitutional. I could be a little wrong on that number, but like way more than normal. And like, I'm sure in person, she's wonderfully nice. And I'm sure like she's not, you know, like I'm sure over a cup of coffee, this person is incredibly pleasant, and I'm sure she has family she loves and friends that she cares dear for, but she believes nonsense on the internet, one of which being Amazon and Wayfair are trafficking in children. And her proof to that is if you look at the URL, it will say child inside of it. And this is the point to all of this, child in Shopping cart language code is what is it's it's like a it's a child of the parent. Pro- I can't believe I have to fucking explain this like a dipshit computer nerd. Okay, let's say you're selling a coffee cup, a stainless steel Yeti coffee cup, and that is the parent product. But then there are options if you would like size options, like the little ones or the big ones, or color options: red, green, camel, blue, American flag, conspiracy theory, color it whatever you want. In the computer code in the URL, all of the options are what are called the child of the parent product, not that they're secretly packing children in backpacks and shipping to you for sex. One of those things makes sense to me. Oh, it's computer language, parent and child. Oh, those are the options. Makes sense to me, even though if I don't know, I don't like. I'm not saying I'm the fucking Amazon expert of the world, but I got to say, I I at least have to be the 50th smart shopping cart code person in the state of South Dakota. Maybe even the 47th smartest person. I'm not making that up. It's certainly more believable than Amazon packing a child from a fucking warehouse and Amazon priming it with enough juice boxes and crackers to make it till Tuesday. Are you fucking kidding me with this nonsense like the problem is not the left and the problem is not the right the problem is people acting like they have an absolute clue what they're talking about when in reality they're either a making it up or b not smart enough to know the difference you want to fix the political system start reading a fucking book And not just the books that you agree with already, like the Bible or whatever Alex Jones said. Forward this podcast to that crazy person I'm talking about. Please. Let's cheer it up a little bit, shall we? I mean, I'm just saying. You can't. Also, stop sharing things. Sorry, one more bitch and I'll be done, I promise. Why don't you stop sharing things that, and then when you get called on it, you like you're just trying to make people think. No, that's not an excuse. You have to know better. 
Like you have to be better. You have to actually be better. You can't just post like, you know, this is bullshit, but I, here's what I do. I at times will will politely message people when something is egregious. I know this is insane. I know it's insane. I'm aware. I get it's a waste of t- precious brain cells. But if somebody posts something that and by the way, this isn't left or right. So you Trump, I'm getting a reputation to be a hater of the Trumpers, and that's not necessarily the case. I can't help that I'm reporting on nonsense. That's not what's going on here. But like I'm not, you know, just picking on one side. I do the same thing to the left and the right. I will politely send a message. Hey, Ted, I'm not picking a fight and you're my dude. I'm glad we're friends. But that what you shared was patently wrong. And here's a link proving that. And it's not another opinion piece. And it's not, it's like AP or Reuters. It's a rock solid, un, like un- it's factual. I'm sending an actual fact. And then I have a good day. And and you know what? Usually everyone's like, right on. Thanks, man. Good to know. They, they, or they're like, oh, okay. And sometimes they're like, man, it's so hard to know what's real or not. And I understand that too. But sometimes they're the, I'll get an answer of, well, I just want – it makes you think though, doesn't it? And I'm like, no, it doesn't make you think. It makes me think you don't know the difference between things that are real and things that are bullshit. But I like you, and I want you to be better, and I'll be more patient. Okay, we're going to get through all the bitchy stuff, and then we're going to have some fun. I promise. Oh, here's a nice completely – let's change the topic completely. Uh, If you are an outdoorsman or an angler, if you like the uh, fishing, uh, you know, catching of the fish – I don't know where I was going there. If you like fishing, <laughs> there's an app you should download. It's called Fish Brain. It's I'm having so much fun with this app. Guy on my one of my kids is downloading it. And it's like if you take all the parts of Facebook that are neat and you take out all the parts of Facebook that are completely shitty, and then you replace the shitty parts with pictures of people catching fish and what type of fish and where they caught it and what they caught it on. It's really, it's great. I love it. It has replaced TikTok as my new favorite social media. I don't, I feel like I'm going to, I know I spend all this time bitching about how much I'm on social media, arguing with people on social media, but I swear I am actually, like I bet I have knocked my social media down to an hour a day. That's pretty good for me except for like work stuff like that's also my job that's my gig so i'm on social media a lot for that but like just personal scrolly scrolly scroll mm-mm. i'm I, maybe you know maybe a little bit late at night maybe it's a little more than i think but i'm i feel like i've at least cut it in half and i have become so much happier like it's just it's incredibly pleasant where was i going with all of this oh fish brain Maybe should just be my new social media. Maybe that's the only way I talk to people anymore. Is just through the fish I'm catching. I don't know. I like TikTok though. Although it, it seems like they're about to maybe get rid of it because it's probably possibly a, you know the Chinese government or or I, what's the I don't know if this is real or not. Let's let's learn together. Is TikTok dangerous? Let's just do. Let's just see what TikTok's saying in the news. Here's you know what? Here's a a story from The Guardian, which I consider an incredibly well-researched factual source. The Guardian is a I I believe I maybe I could be wrong, and I don't think and I like I'm not counting about their opinion pieces. I'm talking about like their new like the Guardian's news news is pretty news. Anyways, should you ban should you delete TikTok? Here's what experts say. Okay. TikTok is a video sharing app similar to Snapchat and Instagram that lets users post clips for blah, blah, blah. You can learn about TikTok on your own. What's the problem? The concerns are threefold because TikTok's parent company, ByteDance, is based in China. There are fears that the company may share user data with the Chinese government. I don't, okay, that, here's where, so like to get, to get, try to make this make sense to you. They're worried that the company that owns TikTok 
might share TikTok data with the Chinese government. But I'm on TikTok and I've used TikTok. I've posted to TikTok and I've sent messages on TikTok and I've watched a lot of TikTok. If it's all inside of TikTok, the only thing they're going to see is cat videos and pictures of cool animal shit and cooking and like fails and dancing videos and porn stars. Porn stars like the TikTok, I think. Look at me like sneak, I think, in there like I haven't actively watched one. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. I was doing some bullshit that I caught myself doing. All right, my bad. You know, let's all just be honest. You look a little. Um, here's where it's a concern. If they are taking data inside of your phone, outside, well, let me just continue to read the stories. There are general privacy concerns about how much data TikTok collects. The fear is that the information could provide more details than intended about their whereabouts and what they're up to, because they GPS you a little bit. So they could track a location um, and maybe, you know, and so that's where like members of the military or are they using, you know, TikTok? That, that's, I believe, some of the concerns a little bit. So here's what The Guardian is saying. Are these legitimate concerns? TikTok does collect a significant amount of user data, research shows. To sign up, you must provide email, phone number, and a link to another social media account. All right, that's a lot of data, man. The app itself requires permissions to a user location, and they have they have access to your audio and your camera recordings, and optionally, your contacts. That's more data than companies like as a as a comparison just to give you like that's way more data than Facebook collects from you. When you when you sign up for a Facebook account or a Twitter account, you don't need to give them that much. Email, phone, a link to another social media account, plus location, plus camera access and potential optional contacts, that's a shit ton. That's a shit ton of data. Okay. The fact that the TikTok it does make it a serious, legitimate security concern. Okay, all right. This is what um, this is what a, a company who does uh, actual like cyber securities, which so that, to me that'd be a credible source. From our understanding and our analysis, it seems that TikTok does an excessive amount of tracking on its users, and the data collected is partially, if not fully, stored on Chinese service with the ISP Alibaba. That's, you know what? That's real. That makes me kind of want to delete it. Um... Wells Fargo on Monday announced it would require its employees to uninstall TikTok. Amazon told employees to do the same. Wow, man. The the government of India banned it. All right. You know what? Maybe this is... Maybe... We should uninstall TikTok. That's fair. That's founded. See? Not everything Trump says I think is insane. I gave you one, people. Trump people. <laughs> See? I'm, there's We found something to agree on. Let's start there and build up. <laughs> All right. Oh, shit. I got to give you... I got to... Like, as as I'm recording this, there's a, there's a, there's a Leathernecks game going on for Western Illinois. Let's see what's... Uh, 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 I got to see... Let's see. Dun, dun, dun. I'm going to check the Twitch stream, which I can't believe I'm saying out loud. Twitch, Twitch, Twitch. I got to check the score here. There, the game, the fake. Okay, so while this is loading, if this is your first episode, <laughs> there, I've been following this dude. His name is Ricky O'Donnell, and he was he was furloughed from SB Nation. He's a basketball editor, and so he took the Xbox game. Uh, college hoops 2k8 it's a 12 year old video game and he's simulating the western illinois leathernecks through 40 years of basketball and some and and the march madness and all that it's year 17 and right now march madness is happening and as an update they won the first round and they are currently playing um who are they currently playing they they beat pepperdine in the first round I don't know who they're playing right now. I'll I'll let this stream. I'll give you an update later. <laughs> 
I'm really trying to pitch you guys hard on becoming Leathernecks fans. Neck up. Hashtag neck up, baby. Go Leathernecks. Um, boom, 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 All right. I'll give you a couple stories from L sister. Some of which I'm incredibly embarrassed about. Like, and I, and here's why I tell the following story. I think everybody did things in their previous past can't say previous past everything is previous past i think everybody's done things in the past that they obviously now looking back with new knowledge they regret and would never do again i say that so you can actually talk about these things okay when we were young there was a group of dudes i i had no i had no and this isn't me saying this to get out of it this is me saying i wasn't i wasn't part of the cleverness of it all we invented a game when I was a kid called Tardball. That's right. You heard me correctly. And I know you're not supposed to use that word. And I understand that you're not supposed to use that word. But, you know, we were 14, 15, 16, 17, whatever. And we probably knew better back then, which is probably why we named it Tardball. But, and I don't know what made me think of this because it was a winter sport. It was an L-Sister winter sport. A reminder, if this is your first episode... I was raised in a sleepy little farm town called Elsister, South Dakota, home of 700 friendly people, I think. Not a lot to do. So I like to tell stories because I think a lot of it's like a lot has changed and I find weird memories and I bring them to you. Stories from Elsister. We invented a game called Tardball, which was a winter sport in Elsister. So we would go outside the... I believe Our Savior's Lutheran Church. I believe that was the name of the church. I know it was a Lutheran church. I even know it was a Missouri Synod Lutheran church because, you know, I was raised in Elsister. When it would snow, this this Missouri Synod Lutheran church had a great had a hill next to it. And it wasn't a big long hill, but it was long enough. And there's not a lot of hills in Elsister and it was in town, okay? So when it would snow, a group of us high school kids would all head down to the Our Savior's Lutheran Church, and we would take an old ragged volleyball, and everybody starts at the top of the hill with their sled, and you throw the ball down to the middle of the bottom of the hill, and then everybody would sled down in a race to try to get the ball first and stand up. But while you're going down, you're trying to tip everybody over, and so it was basically like kill the carrier with sleds, but you only got one carrier. Like only one person got the point. And if you got seven points in a season, you would letter. That's what I remember about Tardball. I would like to bring the game back with a different name. Like Tardball is the Washington Redskins. It was, it wasn't started with any intention of being insensitive to anybody. But now in the current times, we have realized to have a little bit of civility and Tardball is incredibly offensive to people with developmental disabilities, obviously. So therefore, the sport is still great, but you just got to change the name. And I don't understand why that's so hard for people to get. Snuck one in on you, didn't I? Thought you were getting a dumb story from El Sister, but somebody turned it into a news story. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. It's just, you know, I'm just saying, you can't call it Tardball anymore. But the game is still awesome. So give it a new name. We should start a league. We should find a place to play it out here in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota. We could start a new sport. Terry Peak, if you're listening. Mystic Mountain, our two; those are our two uh, ski resorts. For those of you listening outside of the market, they're both very great. You should visit them if you're ever out here in the winter. So, yeah, Tardball was a thing. I'm embarrassed about the name, but, man, it was a lot of fun to play. <laughs> All right. Okay, here's a one more quick story from El Sister, and then maybe we'll do a little news, and then we'll bounce. I'll give you an update on the Leathernecks game here. 
while we're at it. Let's see. We're playing, uh, looks like we're playing OSU right now. And we're in the second half. Next up, 46-33. Neck up, baby. I really need sports to come back. Okay, two more quick stories from Elsister. Actually, it's one story from Elsister. I don't know why and I don't know how this started, but uh, but we started giving nicknames to strange people in the community, one of which was a woman who actually wasn't strange at all. I remember her being a very pleasant and wonderful woman, but she smoked um, those men- those very long menthol cigarettes, like those you know, what 180s or whatever they're called. And it, and it was, you know, you look like Hunter S. Thompson without the, without the holder. It was just out there. For some reason, we called her Machine Gun Sally. And I know it had something to do with the cigarette. Even worse than that, because that's, you know, that's a little harmless. But listen to this. We actually, I feel a little bad about this. A little confessional, maybe. Once again, I didn't come up with the nickname, and that isn't me trying to get out of any guilt of all of this, but I just, I didn't, I think it's funny, and I didn't, I don't, I would need to find out anybody from L Sister who listens to this, because I'm starting to get a little traction in my hometown. Thank you, L Sister. I appreciate your spins. Um, I would like to know who came up with this original nickname. There was a woman in town who had a very um, mean disposition. She was seemingly very, at least to the general public, very unfriendly. She was famous in town for writing these very long editorials in the hometown paper, the Elsester Union, and sh- and like really angry, you know, like think about the angry Facebooker now, but in. In, so in the but in the '90s, that person had the their only outlet was to write a letter to the editor. So you know, all she I'm she's probably an anti-vaxxer. These type of people, anyways. The nickname we had for her was incredibly unfortunate. We nicknamed not we, her nickname was Camel Toe. I will say by the way, I'm not trying to get out of any of this because I'm. I still kind of think it's funny now and surely absolutely um, joined in on any of the name calling. But this is what would happen. She would come. So we'd be at like football practice after you. It's, it's after high school, 345, 415 in the afternoon, hot August day, playing high school football on a beautiful yet hot Tuesday afternoon on the practice field in Elsister, South Dakota. And this woman, this this woman we whose nickname was Camel Toe <laughs> would come down onto the field and like yell at the players for driving too fast by her house. I tell that story because this was I mean, you just know these unhappy people. And maybe now she has found a fucking Xanax prescription and she's cool or, you know, or maybe we were in the wrong and she deserved to yell at us. I'm not saying that's, you know, out of the realm, but like she got called camel toe because she was a miserable human being all the time. It seemed no one gets a shitty nickname for being awesome, but camel toe and machine gun Sally are today's additions to the mini cast of characters. I hope to inform you about from the sleepy farm town of Elcester, home of Decourt Hammett, and yours truly. Decourt Hammett wrote the South Dakota theme song, Oh, Hail Something, I don't remember, it doesn't matter. Score update with 15 minutes to go in the second half. Next up, 53-40. I'm not actually watching the game while this is happening, but I'm not lying. I'm absolutely checking the score like i have a like i'm very interested like i'm rooting for him can't believe um it's like that brian regan bit about fishing <laughs> like fishing television show. i'm not even fishing i'm watching a show about fish that, that's what's going on i'm not even watching basketball i'm watching a fake video game from 12 years ago about a fake basketball team and i'm 17 years in 17 seasons just into it i'm even starting to like give them nicknames and shit i gotta find new maybe different hobbies 
Certainly, maybe I need to stop boring you people to death about this fucking thing. Um, okay. Some songs to listen to. Here's one I'm going to add to the Book of Murdoch Spotify playlist. Okay. I'm going to add some prof songs specifically from a few albums ago. By the way, I should also mention this. Like, Prof is a hip-hop artist out of Minneapolis, who I'm a very big fan of his music. But he's going through some shit right now. Like, he had a DJ on his tour that was apparently, allegedly, because I don't know the full story and I'm not going to try to weigh in like I'm an expert in any way, shape, or form, but, like, an old DJ of his was apparently um, Bill Cosby, you know, uh, know, some sexual abuse is going on. And the label dropped him because just not knowing about it wasn't good enough in a post. Like there's a lot of cancel culture stuff here going on, but they're also, it's delicate. I'm not even remotely getting into the middle of any stories about sexual abuse. Cause I'm a straight white dude and I don't know the struggle anyways. I, I tell you that only so if you're sensitive to liking anybody who is in, even remotely possibly connected to somebody who's accused of any of that, you should know. So if that's not, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's fair. Anyways, I'm not taking a position on that story at all. I'm just saying I like the music that he has made. And he has an album called Pookie Baby, which is pretty bitchin'. And I'm going to throw a few songs from that album on my Spotify playlist. If you have Spotify, just search for Book of Murdoch and I will come up. Cool? Okay. You know what else I'm going to put on there? There's a bluegrass dude called Billy Strings who's got a song about meth that is absolutely fantastic. Yes, you heard me say all that. I think he wrote the song. I don't believe he's covering it, but it's called Dust in a Baggie. It's a Billy Strings tune, and he's a goofy-looking guy. But, man, you should watch this guy play the guitar. It's really amazing to watch. See, I'm throwing you a little bluegrass, and I'm throwing you a little hip-hop, all of which hopefully is on the Spotify playlist. Um, okay. You want to do a little, let's do one news story. Oh, I was supposed to have Kelsey on. We were going to do some new fake advice and then I was going to get judged on said advice and she was going to bring it in. I need, so I need to do a fake mailbag, but we're getting towards an hour here. So I'm going to do one little news story. Maybe we'll bring that up later. Um, (coughs) excuse me. Remember the rules. No Trump, no COVID. I'm going to include no mask stories, which I know is COVID, but my God, you people with your opinions on masks, I've just, I mean, stop already. I don't care how convinced you are on either side. That's not my point. I'm not, I'm a, I'm pro mask, but I, but like, you can't be so militant about everything. It, it cripples your world. And like, People seem to be so enraged about either wearing or not wearing masks. It's not replacing your, it's not, I can't get into it. Absolutely not. I'm, you're right. Out. Not going to get into masks. No masks, no Trump, no COVID. Here we go. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Oh, here's something that's bitching. This is. Nirvana, I don't know why this is in my news, but Nirvana playing Smells Like Teen Spirit one week before it was released. Am I about to see a live video of Nirvana playing Smells Like Teen Spirit before the record came out? Is that what's about to happen here? Is that the link I'm about to put on MurdochJones.com on this episode? Let's find out. Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit from Beehive Records. You would think that would be on the, what was that big like 10 album deal they put out? Um, hold on. I got to pause the leather next game here. Next up 6043, by the way. <laughs> All right. Let's see what we got here. Dun, 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 dun. Oh my God. It's a YouTube video. Please tell me this is going to work. This is going to be pretty bitching. Oh my God. I don't care about the ads. I'm currently watching a Ford ad, and their deal is, America, we want to help you get back to it with a new vehicle. Like, in February, the ad was, we want to help you buy a car. And now it's, we want to help you get through this by buying a car. And, like, I don't know, maybe that'll work. 
I could see it. Anyways. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, I will watch this later. This is Nirvana playing Smells Like Teen Spirit a week before the album was released. That's pretty badass. <laughs> okay, that's not really a news story. Okay, back to it. Sorry, I got uh, I got uh, distracted there. I gotta watch. I'm very excited for that Nirvana video. Maskless Starbucks. Oh shit! This is mask. I can't do that story. Oh good. Thank God. <laughs> also, I'm gonna add another one. I don't really want to talk about. No Epstein. No mask. No COVID. No Trump. First story that pops up. Um, poof, it's getting hard. You start to throw a few more things on there, and it's getting hard to uh, find a story. My God, I don't know if there is one story. Here's the first one. I've got this. Couldn't be more boring. Microsoft discontinues Xbox One X and Xbox One S Digital Edition ahead of Series X launch. I had to get all the way to the technology section of my news to get something that wasn't Epstein, Trump, mask, or COVID-related. That's like getting to <laughs> – that's like getting – if like I'm in 15 years ago when it mattered to read the newspaper, when I'm scrolling through the newspaper, like getting all the way to the second-to-last page before you could actually talk about anything in the newspaper. Maybe that's what I was like. Okay, look at this. Bitchin', found a story for you. Hoofta, had to dig a little bit, but how about this for a story? This is from I can't I don't I can't attest to the news news of this source, but it's from a website called futurism.com. Scientists build tiny camera for beetles to carry around. To get a first-hand look at the daily life of insects, scientists built a tiny camera they can mount on a beetle using a tiny little beetle backpack the beetle cam comes from the computer science department of the university of washington i guarantee you pot being legal in the state of washington absolutely helped this study i mean i'm i'm giving my editorial now i'm not reading the article but <laughs> okay so that's the oh my god look at the picture look at that tiny little camera on the bug this makes me want to own a Beetle and a Beetle camera backpack. Actually, you know what? I don't want to own any of this. I just want to watch it. Can we watch any of the footage? The resulting footage is about as good as you can get from a Beetle backpack. Gizmodo reports that the black and white footage streams just one and five frames per second. Oh, so it's like early dial-up camera. Where's the link? To the, I want to see the footage. Science Mag licenses article reuse. Where's the, where's the, give me the figures, Metro, e-letters, PDF, full text. What am I on? I'm on some weird science robotics page. I need the, I want to see the footage. This is just you listening to me, bitch, that I can't find the <laughs> the link that I... This is what it's like. This It's like listening to somebody reprogram their fucking remote control. That's what that was listening to this is like. Sorry about that. That was my bad. I'll find it. There's tiny beetle cameras. I wonder what that's like. Like, imagine beetle reality television. You know, if you put a voiceover to the Beatles like that Meerkat show, I feel like I would watch this. I feel like we would learn a lot about the Beatles. Beetle, a Beatles song could be in the title of the fucking television show. <laughs> I would watch that show. I would not watch it with cockroaches. And I don't mean to be insensitive to cockroaches, but I just, that's not it. I'm not, I'm out. There's your news. Tiny beetle cameras. 
non-Trump, non-COVID, non-mask, non-Epstein news. Uh, an update on the Leathernecks, Leatherneck Nation. Let me get to a live feed here. Looks like with eight minutes to go, necks up, 70-51. Neck up. <laughs> okay. MurdochJones.com. Give it a rating. You can uh, shoot me a text or a voicemail at any given time. I'm starting to get some voicemails collected, so I'll start to play them here in the next few episodes. Also upcoming in the next few episodes, um, fake mailbag, fake advice review from my girlfriend, Kelsey, who believes I'm giving terrible advice on this podcast. And I just, I just don't believe that's true. I believe I'm giving like top 10, five star, lock it down, take it to the bank advice. Which I will do on the next episode. And then we'll bring her back in and she can give a peer review on my advice. Advice on the advice. That's what we'll call it. We might have already named it. I don't remember what we called it. Advice about the advice on the advice. I like it. Advice review. I have whatever. Now I'm just rambling. Just keep listening to the show and I promise they'll get better. It's time for the credits. I need to cut some credits. The Book of Murdoch. This has been a Home Slice audio production. This particular credits was recorded in Studio 2A. Executive producer is Mark. <laughs> He's in my cell phone is Mark fucking Houston. <laughs> Executive producers Mark Houston, engineering Chris Jaquez. I think it's Jaquez. I call him Jaquez, and he is certainly the smartest man at Home Slice when it comes to technical abilities. I'm Murdoch. I wrote this uh, photo and videography by Russ Danger Haddon, and all graphic design done by our chief brand officer Robert Tiberius Henry. See more shows at homesliceaudio.com or check out the homeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening. Give this a like or a share, and you have a great day. Mark has to listen to this, and he's going to be so annoyed, and that tickles my fancy. (laughs) So leave this goddamn piece in.